This week on Inside Motorsport, we look at the Bathurst 12 Hour with the man who knows everything that you need to know about the 12 Hour, Richard Crail. I hope you'll stay with us. Well, Crowley, it's on again, the 12 Hour. What an event this has turned out to be. And in now what is what, the eighth year of a GT3 International, it is just gone to become one of the most prestigious GT3 races around the world. Yeah, it's kind of become the unofficial GT3 World Championship race, Craig. Uh, g'day to you. It's an amazing race. It's going to be an incredible weekend of motorsport at Mount Panorama, and the field is remarkable. Not just the outright GT3 class, but all the way through, through Class B with the Cup cars, Class C, GT4, we've got record numbers there, and then the Invitational class is interesting as always. So. There's so many stories to tell and lots to look at, but that competitive fight at the front, 10 manufacturers, realistically, any one of them's got a shot at winning this motor race. It's that open and the field's that deep. So uh, pretty exciting times for this race. If we talk about the invitational class first, because that is the thing that's got the link right back to the original Bathurst 12 hour with the BMW 323. Yeah, it does. Um, but it's also an opportunity for the Nürburgring-style feel of this event to come into it with the endurance racing specials. And the Mark cars in particular have made that class their own. They're a great part of this event and they bring some fantastic drivers and great professionalism to it. Um, and they just add to it. But that's what Bathurst has been all about throughout its history is that class racing, the diversity um, throughout the field. And you know, it's not just about winning the sprint at the front. To win this race, you need to deal with the lap traffic and the slower cars and the stupid yellow plates and the safety cars that come out of it. It's all part of racing in the 12 hour. The news this week that Bern Snyder is going to be part of the event just uh, once again signifies how important the event is. Yeah, so in Bern, you've got a five time DTM champion, one of the greats of our sport, and in 2013, Bern won the 12 hour here at Bathurst. He won the Dubai 24 hour, he won the Nurburgring 24 hour and he won the Supreme 12 hour, so he had a remarkable year. So he's still one of the best in the game. But so to have Bern Schneider here is amazing. But we've also got basically the two current world champions of GT and sports car racing. So Mark Lee, who's the reigning world endurance champion with Porsche. Mark Webber's teammate, um, won the world championship last year. He's racing a Porsche 911 GT3R for competition motorsport. Um, and then you've got Lawrence Vantor, who switched from Audi to Porsche this year. He won the FIA GT World Cup at Macau last November. He won it on his roof in an Audi. He rolled it, but the race went back a lap and he was able to win. Remarkable circumstances, but he's here as well. So as well as a legend like Bern, you've got two of arguably the best GT races in the world right now, plus a whole host of incredible drivers. Um, Maro Engel in Shane Van Gisbergen's car in the Mercedes-Benz. He's been on pole here before in 2014, won the Alan Simonson Pole Award. Um, the list goes on and on, and we certainly don't have enough time to list all the names and go through the careers of them all because they're all pretty remarkable. 56 entries though, that is one of the uh, great things about this event is the way it's built up and whilst you've really had to um, adjust the popularity of the event, you haven't, uh, you haven't just uh, lost the uniqueness of what class racing is all about because it's very easy to say we're going to have 56 Pro-Am GT, such as the reputation of this event? Yeah, look, certainly the market in Australia probably isn't big enough to have just the GT3 races. But having said that, there are 36 GT3 cars here. Um, and there's only really the Spa 24-hour. In terms of distance endurance races, only Spa has a larger number of 
pure GT3 cars. That's a pure GT3 race, and I have 63 cars. But outside of that, this is it. So it's a remarkable field. One day this event may end up becoming a full GT3 race. I have my doubts, though, because I think part and parcel of it is that class racing and giving it the opportunity. And I think the growth of GT4 in particular as a category worldwide is booming at the moment. There's a host of new models coming as well, and new McLaren, KTM's really impressive. Um, there's a Mercedes-Benz AMG coming in that as well. I think GT3 will take over, and who knows, you might see in two or three years' time, there might be 20 GT4 cars and 30 GT3 cars making up the Buster Invitational cars. So um, I don't think it will ever move away from that class racing format, but what the class makeup is may well change. Such as it's important in the Australian motorsports scene changed. This year, for the first time, Channel 7 are going to be broadcasting all 24, uh, sorry, all 12 hours of the event. Yeah, well, 7 covered the race in its entirety last year, but um, it was split between their various channels. So this year, it's purely on 7, mate, um, from flag to flag. And they're also showing the shootout on Saturday which is the first for this weekend. So first time we've had a top 10 shootout. That'll be live on 7, mate, 3.30 to 4.30 Eastern. Um, and then the race, 5.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. The race starts at 5.45. So it's a big vote of confidence to have network television, free-to-air TV. There are a lot of events in Australia not with free-to-air television anymore. So to be able to have 7 showing the whole thing from flag to flag is pretty exciting. And well, uh, in for a busy day, it's going to be an amazing motor race to cover. It is indeed. Now, Bentley coming back again. That team had, uh, well, some interesting challenges last year, but certainly had a very quick car at the end of the race. Yeah, they're pretty desperate to win this thing, Craig. They finished fourth here two years ago. They were bumped off the podium on the last lap, on the last corner, by uh, an Aston Martin driven by an angry German. They barged down the inside at the final corner and bumped Matt Bell out of a podium position. They rebounded last year, 2016. They finished... Uh, in third place, Stephen Kane and Guy Smith with Matt Bell. Matt Bell's moved on to different endeavours, but they've drafted in Oliver Jarvis, who's a factory Audi driver, who's joined that squad. So they're a really good team, and they are a real big uh, potential to win the race. My worry for them is qualifying speed. Their, their one lap pace perhaps isn't quite as good as some of the latest GT3 cars, but at the same time, over a distance, I reckon they're going to be pretty strong again, so you can never rule those things out. They're amazing. They're, they're arguably the most popular GT3 car on the grid. They're just awesome. Mm. And BMW, Stephen Richards is uh, campaigning two cars with very different driver lineups in both. Yeah, they're both very, very strong, though. The Legends are in one of them. Uh, Formula One, ex-Step One driver, Timo Glock, joins Mark Scaife, Russell Ingall and Tony Longhurst. So a bit of Bathurst experience there. Um, I think the favourite car out of those two, though, with all due respect to the gurus in the Castrol and Vodafone car, will be um, the, the Stephen Richards entry. His old mate Mark Winterbottom, who he won Bathurst with in 2013, back, makes his GT debut this weekend. They've got Marco Whitman, who's a factory BMW driver, young German, double winner of the DTM in Germany, so he's a gun. They're going to be very, very strong. I, I worry about the BMWs a little bit. They had a good test up here in November last year at Challenge Bathurst, but... Their pace in Australian GT last year wasn't in, wasn't hugely impressive. They had a couple of reasonable results. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go over the full race. But a lot of German input into that program as well for this event. So there's a huge amount being invested and drawn into it. It's, uh, it's going to be very, very big. Mm. 
Maranello Motorsport have a, a lot of strong links with the Bathurst 12 hour. And this year they're coming back with a driver lineup that most people would be familiar with Lowndes and Wing Cup. There's the uh, yeah. two Australian drivers that are uh, going to grab a lot of headlines. Yeah, you wouldn't think you'd be able to top Scape Ingle and Longhurst in one car, but they've done it. Um, just what a, what a CV between those two. And it, it's funny to think that Jamie Winkup's the novice amongst that Marinello Ferrari because he's never raced a GP car before. Craig Lambs won this race in 2014, so he knows his way around here in a Ferrari. But six wins for Lambs, four for Winkup. Um, they've got Tony Volander alongside them, who's a very, very fast and experienced Finnish driver. He's a Le Mans winner. That's a great team. Um, the concern's probably the 488, to be honest. Um, the only one in the field. They don't have strength in numbers. And um, they've had a bit of a... Not a brilliant history with that car. So it's still very new. And we wonder how that thing's going to perform over 12 hours. But if they get to the final hour of the motor race and they're on the lead lap, that's as good a chance as anyone of winning this race. Because, um, well, great lounge for one. But, oh, hang on, six-time champ Jamie Winkup's in the car as well. So... That uh, adds a little bit of firepower. Mm. Of course, the news this week is that their last test, they're hoping they've got the uh, gearbox or their selection uh, problems sorted out, which is, of course, a big frailty over such a long distance. Yeah, I've got that issue sorted. They've worked out what the problem was. They haven't said what the problem was, but they say they've worked it out. So that car will be good to go. I've got no, no questions about Marinello's ability to get the job done. They've won this race. And if you can do that, you can do just about anything. I'll be strong. Don't worry about that. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.